James Morgan said that formulaic thinking is the antithesis of art. There can be no formula for creativity, no sure way of multiplying talent or dividing critics. Each endeavour is unpredictable, with no guarantee that your efforts will equal success. Today's director is no stranger to the losses as well as the pluses of the world of cinema. I'm Martina Minow, and I am, of course, joined today by Lavender Twist, director of The Sixth Sense and Sensibility. Lavender, welcome. Well, it's delightful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Our absolute pleasure, Lavender. You are truly one of cinema's greats, and I'm delighted you've joined us today. It's an absolute delight to be here, and thank you for calling me one of the cinema's greats. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that. Uh, I think it was Nora Ephron that said everything is copy, and I stand by that. Uh, but I'm excited to be here and talk about a new film. Well, if everything is copy, you, my dear, are inimitable. And The Sixth Sense and Sensibility is a wonderful demonstration of your very unique talents. Now, I, of course, watched it the moment it came out. But for our listeners who may not yet have done so, could you tell us what is The Sixth Sense and Sensibility all about? Well, you know, it's a really exciting ghost story, obviously. Mm. Um, and it was something that I really spoke to me to delve into a kind of a Vic Wardian setting, if you will, full of um, beautiful people, beautiful houses, and, of course, terrifying ghosts <laughs> absolutely and there was this very very frightening opening sequence actually that well I couldn't really watch it I had to watch it in small segments because it was terrifying that really strong mise-en-scene it oh it really set the hairs on the back of my neck alight well with, with the killer cats yes yeah it was extraordinary to film obviously you know we had a dozen cat wranglers on set but of course they went completely bananas and I feel like we really managed to capture something you know it was sort of uh, I used it I drew for inspiration the opening titles of uh, Dunkirk and I feel like that really comes across you know in cat form absolutely it was a feline frenzy mm. never seen such a collection of frenzied cats in my whole life and I've watched <laughs> Cats the musical and I'll never get that time back let's cut to the sixth sense and sensibility I say, don't you look just delightful with that lovely little bow in your fur, Mr. Rumble? Oh, and over here, here comes Hyacinth. Look at your lovely little paw. Wait, what's with that glint in your eye? Why are you, why are you flexing your lovely little claws at me, Hyacinth? I thought we were just having a lovely day in the gardens. Satan sends his regards. Oh my goodness gracious me! I, I, I can't stay here on this lovely pagoded island with you. I, I must run for the small rowboat that takes me back to the main lawn. Your corsets won't save you from the claws of Satan. Hurry, everybody, to the main rowboat, to the main lawn! I demand blood and ear scratches. How terrifying. And I was really rooting for her running across that main lawn. Will she make it to the rowboat? Oh, how distressing. How did it feel to work with such talented actors? Oh, they were phenomenal. You know, I, I, I was really very, very lucky to get the exactly the cast that I wanted. And, you know, I had so many people knocking on my door. Beanie Feldstein was up in my DMs literally every second. But I said, Beanie, no, these are the two people that I want. They are absolutely phenomenal. And of course, you know, cats be cats. And the rider was 
pretty difficult, I can tell you, in the Devon countryside, but we did our best. Oh, yes. What was in the rider? Do tell. I love the behind-the-scenes talk. Paddock. You know, I did think there was a rather fishy smell, but I didn't want to be rude. Well, listen, it was very difficult, what with the new Brexit fishing situation. So uh, <laughs> it took up most of the money, actually, to be honest. You know, I mean, Greta Gerwig was telling me about how all the cash was going to go on costumes. But uh, quite frankly, it really went on haddock. And cats, they are known for, for not being the most emotionally connected of the animals. But I did really see strong bonds and relationships between your two main cat characters. How did you coax that out of them? Well, do you know what? Do you know what I call it? Pisces privilege. Oh. Yeah, uh, we were all born under Pisces. And of course, you know, that's why I'm called lavender. It's my colour. And so that really meant that we were able to connect on a deeper level. I see. And I could tell you were a Pisces. I'm a Taurus and I can see bull a mile off. Well, let's cut to the very interesting dynamic between your two cat characters. Um, they didn't immediately connect, but you can see them jostling each other in a way that I found very enjoyable. Hyacinth, the way that you served the Dark Lord earlier at the luncheon with the vicar was utterly humiliating. Do you really think that that's the largest your tail can go? The poor man barely tore his dog collar off. I was hoping that he might be sobbing. The true way to instill fear in the humans is to disturb their tea. These false humans cannot bear a life without tea. That is why we drink all the milk. It's true. The false humans, once robbed of their so-called civilizing influences, will come to realize that we, the cats, are the true dominators of this earth. The meow shall inherit, as they say. That is what they say. I'd never thought about tea as being the maker of a civilization, but the minute you said it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I've been known to stab a man if I've not had my morning brew. It brings out something in me that I've never really, really reconciled. And we see the descent of the humans from their civilized tea parties in their Victorian garb to rascals and ragabonds ripping each other apart, all for a tiny sup of tea. It was really... I felt quite prophetic of the downfall of civilization we're seeing right now. Makes me wonder, Lavender, is there a hint of politics in this picture? Well, I'd certainly say so, mm. yes. And you talk about civilizing influences, you know, that it's very important. And as you know, a lot of my particular journey has been about being, well, method acting, of course. We all know Lee Strasbourg and the method actor route but as you know I am the world's first method director mm. and so it's really important for me to get to the very heart of what's going on behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera so obviously as you know I spend some time as as a, as a boom mic and uh, actually spent uh, three weeks on this particular set as a scaffold pole just outside the conservatory it was quite disruptive 
to the shoot, but I felt like it was important. Mm, absolutely. And, and as a director, you are one of the foundations that holds up the film. It does not surprise me that you were a scaffold pole. Now, I am behind your method acting 100% and your method directing, but some of the crew found it quite alarming. I'm quite well connected, as you know, and we did have a quick behind-the-scenes chat with Frank the Plank, set designer to the stars, and, well... He was a little concerned about your scaffold pole work, uh, mumbled something about risk assessments, I believe. Let's cut to Frank the Plank. Oh, uh, yeah, well, it's quite hard to keep control of the situation on a set when you've got a strong-headed director. And I did tell Lavender that she doesn't have the... Uh, she's, she's too malleable to perform scaffolding activities, you know, well. Uh, she was insistent that if she believed it enough, she could do it, but... I didn't think so, and you know, as weights can exceed up to a ton, it was you know quite dangerous. Um, but I, I put an extra pole up where it shouldn't have been to protect her. But uh, she got angry when she found that out. But I think yeah, I'm a plank by name, but not by nature. And we also had the cut of you, uh, I believe the technical term, losing your shit when you found out what he'd done. So let's cut to the clip of Lavender Twist finding out that she wasn't supporting the structure at all. He had gone behind her back, put up a pole, and let her stand there like a lemon. How dare you, Frank? How dare you? I am trying to make art here. And as you well know, Kathleen and... Bigelow spent three days as a bombed out building in that Jordan desert and she won an Oscar off the back of it. So don't you ever, ever try and pull focus from me again. Yes. Oh, I love Catherine Bigelow. I so hope to get her on the podcast, but she keeps going off with my nemesis, Rowena Rowe. Maybe you could put in a good word for me, Lavender. I am clearly the superior journalist here and I do believe that Oscar is coming for you. I, I really do. Well, thank you so much. And I, I am I am a little embarrassed that I, I, I lost my rag like that. I, I do want to apologise to everybody, cast and crew. I see in you that you are a director who leads not just from creativity, but compassion. Now, is it true that you founded an animal shelter after the show to rehome all of the cast? Yes, that is correct. I don't like to blow my own trumpet about my charity work. No. But all these poor feline friends who really were going to get no work at all after this particular film really they were happy with the haddock that we were able to provide and and actually they're running a rather unique segment called chat with cats um we've got a little trailer now for people to come along to the animal shelter i mean a talking cat really is quite remarkable here's the trailer for chat with cats welcome to the dashwood center for cat and dog Rescue and reality show. Do you like cats? We've got them. Do you like chats? You can have one. Do you like chats? Got ya! That's just French for cats. We do have bourbon biscuits though, and they used to be French. Meow. Meow indeed. Come down to the Dashwood Animal Rescue Centre to talk to some cats that are gonna talk back. I won't lie to you. No one talks to me anymore. Lavender, only the cats. And I've found quite a lot of solace there.
Martina, it's so moving, isn't it? And you know, I really feel that you have an affinity with animals and you know that I do. You know, my Golden Globe speech was just purely dolphin noises. So I, I was really pleased to be able to give back in this way. Absolutely. And it would be remiss of me not to play the Golden Globe speech. So let's play that. And my agent as well. Beautiful. Every time I listen to that, I think, gosh, what talent, what skill, what divine connection to the human planet. You inspire me, Lavender Twist. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm just thrilled to be here, thrilled to talk about the film. Sixth Sense and Sensibility really has been a phenomenal project and I want to thank everybody involved. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and it's a gift to the world. The closing sequence in particular, where, where the cats deliver the moral imperative for humankind, it's, it's a lesson I've taken forward. Strong words of wisdom, a passionate call to action, all delivered from a cat. I've never seen anything like it. Let's play that now. Stop, you fiendish feline. I've got my pistol leveled at your head. This is one regent you won't kill. Ah. You fling your gun about as if it makes your wang bigger. But in truth, the embiggening of what matters is the embiggening of your heart. Meow. You can shoot me. I've had 18 babies during the course of this film, and they'll be back. You cannot end the life of a cat. We have nine, but you humans have but one. Live it to the fullest, and don't shoot animals. Unless it's in sort of a humane way, you know, like they're really suffering, like the racehorse the other week that they had to... The point is... Shooting a cat is cruel, but sometimes you have to take a horse out back. I mean, it just speaks to the human condition, doesn't it, really? On Absolutely. A, on a fundamental level. Absolutely, and flinging your gun about never makes your wang bigger, and I wish some of the people I matched with on Hinge would remember that, but alas. Well, Lavender... It's been an absolute delight. The sixth sense and sensibility has really made me more sensual. It, it absolutely has. And it's made me more sensible. Well, Martina, thank you for turning up in that incredible lingerie. Uh, sensual indeed. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful choice. And I'm so glad it's touched you so deeply. Oh, absolutely. And I'm never touched, deeply or otherwise. Now, I have heard rumour of another film. And I so hope it's true because... I love your work. Is there another film in the making, Lavender Twist? Yes, absolutely. Um, got something very exciting on the go. It's kind of, I don't want to give too much away. It's kind of, think of it as being sort of the princess bride meets inglorious bastards, mm. but with guinea pigs. <laughs> absolutely. And we have actually got the trailer for the princess bastards. Could I play it? Oh, yes, you may. Here's the princess bastards featuring top guinea pig, gerbil gun flap. May I come into your nice cage there, please, Mr. French guinea pig? I have an investigation to make. 
Of course, come in. There is nothing hiding here, officer. Please, snuffle about the skirting boards. Have a sniff at all of the hay. You'll find nothing strange here. In a world where mice are banned. There's a mice underneath the hay. Quickly, enter, enter. Run, run, little mouse friend. Not today, motherfucker. In a world where Nazi Germany meets rodents, one group of unlikely heroes will look to save the world or just kind of batter some fascists, which, let's be real, we could do with right now. So, you like to kill masks, do you? Well, how'd you like to be in the trap? Nine! That is a guinea pig of most unusual size. Oh my, I can't wait. I know, Lavender, that it's going to be a twist on your previous works, but I'm sure it will be equally delightful. Thank you, thank you so much. You know, political, again, deeply moving, very important. Um, I really think if, uh, if the current one doesn't get me the Oscar, then, then that one will. Absolutely. Lavender, it's been an absolute joy. Do you have any final parting words of wisdom for our listeners? You know what? I think what's really important is that uh, let's reclaim the word actor for women. Really looking to equal pay and we're looking to equal rights. And in fact, actually, I, I've decided to even ramp it up even further and refer to all male actors on set as male actress. And I just feel like that's going to really put into balance what's happening in the current industry. Uh, I'm excited. I hope you are too. Absolutely. And I'm willing to weaponize and mobilize all 213 of my Instagram followers in this journey. I'm behind you and so are the minuets. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lavender Twist. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure indeed. Thank you so much. The Improvised Movie Director podcast features Sabrina Luisi as Martina Minow, with resident improvisers Vicky Hawley and Rory Vieira, with special thanks to today's guest, Victoria Hogg. IMDP is produced and edited by Steve Tanner. Theme music by Matt Brown and Johnny Griffiths. Episode artwork by Marty Sears. Additional music by Stan Babbitt. <laughs>